I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a guy that was there working for the Chicago Sun-Times at the time and has covered the Chicago Bulls to talk more about it. Joining us now, working for uh, our friends from Barrett Sports Media as well and host of the Unmuted Podcast, Jay Mariotti's here. Jay, how you doing? Hey, Bill. I thought you wanted to talk about Jordan Love, not Michael Jordan. <laughs> any Jordan will do at this point when we're all when we're all trying to feast on any sports we can possibly get. Uh, my my first question to you is: from all the things that you have remembered and recollected and, and seen, um, is, is this documentary fair, unfair, accurate, inaccurate? What? Oh, it's very fair to Michael Jordan, and and Michael is the executive producer. So that's what you would expect. He wasn't going to release the footage 20, what, two years old unless they ceded to his every wish editorially. And and so far they have. I mean, he couldn't ask for a better production. If four years ago when LeBron James beat the Warriors with the Cavaliers and Michael Jordan decided the next day, I need to release this footage, if his goal was to remind Gen Zers and Millennials that I am the greatest of all time, not LeBron James. I think this documentary, after six episodes, has accomplished that. And furthermore, Bill, I think that some of the controversies in his life have been rather minimized, such as gambling. Yeah, they covered it, but basically you have Michael saying it was a hobby. You have David Stern, the NBA commissioner at the time, saying we looked into it, but it wasn't really anything, and then they move on to another topic. In my mind, being in Chicago in that period, that was a hellish period of time for Michael Jordan. So was the Republicans where uh, Snakers comment when Jim Brown was very critical of him. See, I don't get any of that in this documentary, so I'm a bit critical of it as a journalist, but I'm sure fans out there in this pandemic looking for any kind of entertainment are loving this the numbers are off the charts and uh, it's certainly succeeding but keep in mind michael jordan is winning here this is exactly how he wanted himself to be portrayed forevermore and and he pulled it off 
So I guess the next question I would have for you is, what if there's an area that they should focus on more, do you think it should have been the gambling? Do you Because we have not seen the death of his father yet, obviously. Right. Um, there was a lot of rumors and innuendos about that. Uh, obviously, some of the uh, arguing behind the scenes between him and some of his uh, some of his teammates. Um, you know, there have been some guys that have been critical of this that says, uh, wait a minute, uh, other guys have been painted in a bad light, and Michael necessarily hasn't. So is is there another area or facet or many areas or facets that you would like to see them focus on more? Well, I think in regard to gambling, you could have looked into his past a little more. I think everybody knows that Michael had a gambling problem. I'm not overstating that. I mean, even in this docuseries, you see him – at every moment, waiting for the game to start, he's you know pitching dimes with the security guys. That was Jordan. That was the competitive side of him that made him an all-time great. I mean, look at all the great ones. They have that edge. I understand it. Tiger, Kobe, Michael, that's part of it. But remember, Bill, we were coming off the Pete Rose scandal at the time. It was only a few years after that, and all of a sudden... Uh, this meteor who had uh, risen to become the biggest athlete on the planet, we started hearing these rumors. And it wasn't just rumor. He did go to Atlantic City uh, between games of the uh, Knicks series in New York. He was gambling with Richard Esquinas in San Diego, who admitted he had a gambling problem, and he thought Michael had a gambling problem. And there were any number of stories about uh, some of uh, Jordan's golfing partners, Slim Bowler, in North Carolina, somebody who was a convicted cocaine trafficker. Uh, they found uh, a check of Michael's for $57,000, the IRS did, with Slim Buller. Then there was Eddie Dow, the, the dead bail bondsman. They found three checks for $108,000. So this was no habit, or, or this was no, uh, well, I actually, I think it was a habit, but this was no hobby, I should say, as Michael said in the documentary. It was a habit. It was a problem. And I wish they wouldn't have veered in and out for a couple of minutes, and then that's it. Now, as you point out, they haven't addressed his father's murder yet. Uh, 1993 remains a blur, Bill. I mean, it starts with Michael on top of the world. Next thing you know, the gambling stuff. Next thing you know, uh, the league is investigating him. Next thing you know, his father is murdered. Next thing you know, Michael is retiring. Uh, to play baseball, all in a four- or five-month period that still boggles the mind. Believe me, our best investigative reporters looked into it, national investigative reporters. It's not right to just connect the dots there. But as you asked me, I think everybody out there is still thinking, what the heck happened in 1993? Yeah, that was the that was the one thing that I... I, I've been anticipating. I think if if you could just do a docu series about 1993, you would have ten episodes, uh, not just the '97 season and going for the three-peat, but I, you know, in the last dance, so to speak. But I, I think just that 99, 1993. I mean, guess what? What I've taken away from it is, with all of that, the competitiveness that drove this guy, that drives this guy, is something that I have not seen 
Uh, really, for many, you mentioned Pete Rose. Pete Rose was that way. I remember, you know, growing up in Cincinnati and seeing Pete Rose and interviewing him years later, and and recently too. But Pete Rose is that kind of guy. He's he's that competitiveness at everything that doesn't want to fail and can't fail. And if he does, he wants to gloss over it and move on to the next thing. Is that what is a common thread that makes some of these guys so great? Yes, and and this is the flip side of it, the dark side. And I don't want to just dwell on that dark side because, as you say, we could do a docu-series of 93. We could do 50 docu-series, just break these all up. Heck, we've had a Dennis Rodman 30 for 30. There should be a Phil Jackson 30 for 30. There should be a Jerry Reinsdorf, Jerry Krause 30 for 30. You could keep going on and on. This had so many layers to it. That's what made it so compelling. I've been covering sports a long time, and I've covered big stories. Nothing remotely approaches this. Uh, but yes, you are so right, and I've also seen it in Tiger Woods, who had a dark side. I mean, face it, everybody does in life. We're, we're, not, we're not just sitting here trying to slice these guys up. But if you're going to do the definitive Michael Jordan docuseries, ESPN shouldn't be plastering up there on its commercials the untold story. I'm just getting rehash. And, and granted, I was there. But that said, I think it was very important for the NBA and for Michael Jordan to remind people, young people who were starting to gravitate toward LeBron as the greatest ever, no, this guy was the greatest ever. You're seeing the obstacles he had to deal with, the, the fame that LeBron James has only dealt with to some degree. Michael became the first big boom superstar in the world, and you're getting a glimpse of that. I think that's where the documentary really succeeds. You're getting the entirety of the Michael Jordan experience, and it was a hell of a lot of fun, don't get me wrong. But as I said, I think you know they've short-shrifted some of the topics that made this potentially an Oscar-winning film. This is not the O.J. Made in America Oscar-winning film, because O.J. Simpson wasn't the executive producer, but Michael right. Jordan and his people are, and that's the difference. That said, it's a hell of a ride. It's a lot of fun to watch every Sunday. Um, I wanted to ask you, talk about Jerry Krause. Uh, I mean, he has been portrayed uh, as a bad guy, uh, as a guy that was, you know, needing the, the pat on the back continuously and needing more of the credit than maybe he deserved, or maybe he should have just kept his mouth shut and he would have been glorified as one of the best general managers ever. But uh, has it, from everybody I've talked to, they say, no, nah, that's kind of fair. This was what Jerry Krause was. Do you see it the same way? Jerry Krause could never enjoy what he built, and let's give him credit. He inherited Michael, but he unearthed Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant. He had the guts to go after Dennis Rodman. So Krause should get the credit for helping build this. Unfortunately, he could not enjoy it, and neither could Reinsdorf. And, and everybody says, well, Jerry Krause is the lone villain here, right? No, there was an owner here, and his name is Jerry Reinsdorf. And for some reason, while all of this dysfunction was happening, he let it happen. He just sat back and let, sat back and let it happen. And I, I, to this day, I'm wondering, why didn't you intercede and give Scottie Pippen his money? Why didn't you give Phil Jackson what he deserved? Why did you make Michael... Uh, go through an eight-year, $24 million deal before finally rewarding him with the money 
he deserved. Why did you allow Michael and Scotty to openly mock Jerry Krause? Why was this owner letting it happen? <clears throat> so I go back to that. That Yeah, you can rip Krause. He's a, a very convenient guy to rip. But he was working for an owner who could have told him in 1998, hey, I'm going to keep this thing around. I'm loving this. You know, pay Michael, pay Scotty. We have a salary cap. Make it work. Get Phil his money. Instead, Reinsdorf said, nope, we are going to wrecking ball this thing, and we're going to start a new dynasty. Well, you've seen how that has gone. Yeah. You and Milwaukee might have a dynasty. The Bulls aren't even close, won't be as long as Reinsdorf owns this team. So don't sit back and say, boy, that Kraus, what a bad guy. If, if we're identifying villains here, it's got to be the Jerry's together, not just Kraus. Uh, the other, I guess, point that I've taken out of this, and I find this fascinating, you talk about a Phil Jackson uh, you know, documentary or a 30 for 30. Uh, before I let you go, Phil Jackson, and, and people will talk about how a coach falls you know, backwards into great players, but it's the ability to manage the great players, I think, that is, is vastly underrated. And Phil did it not only in Chicago, but then did it again out in L.A. It's being able to handle the egos and wrangle them at the right time and then let them be them. Uh, I've, I've found that part of it, probably more so than anything, completely fascinating in some of his reactions where we would have an anger reaction or a control reaction or a yank the reins. He said, nope, let's, let's let it ride. We, we know where we're at. I find Phil Jackson fascinating. I agree. Maybe the only person on the face of the earth who could have turned that into six championships and then gone to L.A. with Shaq and Kobe feuding and, and still win five out there. Uh, remarkable, and he doesn't get enough credit, okay, pure and simple. It's always Michael and Scotty and this and that, but <laughs> Phil Jackson made Dennis Rodman work. Nobody else could have. Greg Popovich, who is considered one of the greatest coaches of all time, had just had Dennis in San Antonio, pretty much ran him off and said, I can't deal with this lunatic. Popovich couldn't make it work, but Phil did. Now, granted, you have Michael Jordan having to acknowledge, I'm going to have to ease up on this guy a little. Look, Dennis was showing up drunk at practice. Michael Jordan is a complete practice fiend. I am certain in those practices, if Michael is slugging Steve Kerr and Will Perdue, I don't know what he was doing to Rodman. But all that mattered at the time was Dennis Rodman showing up for games, getting his 20 boards, playing defense, and Phil Jackson making that work. So I agree with you absolutely, Bill. Phil Jackson is not only fascinating, but uh, front and center in my mind is, is the greatest basketball coach of all time because it is so very difficult to manage those super egos. Jay, uh, pleasure. I could go on for hours because this has all been fascinating to me, and uh, maybe we'll wrap it up at the end of this thing. But thanks for joining us for a couple of minutes. I certainly appreciate it, okay? Bill, uh, me too. I, I appreciate it, and stay safe. Absolutely. There you go. Jay Mariotti, longtime colonist, Chicago Sun-Times, works for Barrett Sports Media, also also host of Unmuted Podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Mariotti Sports, at Mariotti Sports. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.